everybody. Welcome back to the Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dan. I'm here with my brother and one of my favorite people on planet Earth, Doug. Yo. And uh, the return of E-Nasty. They thought he wouldn't be back. They thought he got lost in Malaysia. They thought he got hit by a train. They thought he disappeared. But when all bets were off, when his fucking dick was in the dirt, he dug himself out, ball first. And you know what happened? My check didn't quit. That I sent the international authorities to keep his ass in. Uh... Yeah, that's what happened. But today, right here, I think so. on June 9th, 2020, you can't talk yet. They don't know you're back yet. On June 9th, 2023, 2020-2020, we have the big return of E-Nasty, Eric. Welcome back to the show, Eric. What's up, guys? How are you? We missed you. Good to be back. And it's good to have you back. Thank you. Now, I know. Doug is representing Super Clash in the AWA. That is the event he's going to be booking today. Uh, Eric is doing AW, and he's booking All In. I'm WCW, and I'm booking Starcade. And the fourth man we have that is going to be taking on Vinnie Mac's precious baby and running the WWE into the new millennium, Clint is here. Hello. How you doing, Clint? Hi, Clint. Hey. Good to have you. And uh, if that didn't spoil what we're doing tonight, then let me tell you anyway. We're doing our fantasy booking. for. Uh, we did a big fantasy draft a few weeks, almost a month now ago. Uh, yeah, about a month. About a month ago, we did a fantasy draft. And today we have our dream events. So I'm doing Starcade for the Bish with uh, WCW. Uh, Eric's working for Tony and AEW doing All In. Uh, Clintus and WWE doing WrestleMania. And Doug is, of course, doing Super Clash for Vern at the AWA. So we are all going to be – we did our fantasy draft. We drafted our perfect rosters. We had any wrestler imaginable at our disposal. We all drafted rosters. We did a few free agent signings, which we'll announce on the show. And we're all going to be booking our shows here tonight. And we're also going to be telling you how they go. We're going to go over the match listings first of each one. But then we're going to go to who wins, who loses, who's walking out with championships, what storylines we're going to go into, all that. And it's going to be a lot of fun. But, uh, Doug, I'm going to start with you, and I'm going to have you read off everybody's roster that we drafted. And if you remember the free agent signings for everybody. Okay, so let's start off. I'll start with mainly because mine's the first up in the in the column. Uh, my AWA, I have Edge, Nick Bodwinkle, Sensational Sherry, Doctor of Thugonomics, Janice Hina, Chris Statlander, oh. Jeff Hardy. What? Don't say anything. Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, Crusher Blackwell, the Midnight Rockers, Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty, Rocky Maivia, Ken Patera, the Surfer Sting, Johnny Gargano, Sheik Adnan El Casey, Claudio Cascinoli, Darby Allen, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Dila Brown, Sergeant Slaughter, Jushin Thunderliger, Chris Candido, Jay Briscoe, Mark Briscoe, Ravishing Rick Root. Bobby the Brain Heenan, uh, Wendy Richter, Dean Malenko, and Bray Wyatt. And the free agents I picked up, Sonny, uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, 
Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner, and Nikita Koloff, the Russian Nightmare. And, of course, earlier today I announced uh, Andre the Giant, Steve Mongo McMichael, and Brian Adams and Brian Clark of Chronic. Okay. All right. Your roster. WCW. WCW. Cody Rhodes, AJ Styles, the Ruthless Aggression Batista. Uh, American Dream Dusty Rose, NWA Ric Flair, Viper Randy Orton, Attitude Era Triple H, Ruthless Aggression Gold Dust, Christian when he was a creepy little bastard, Trish Stratus, Harley Race, <coughs> Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Awesome Kong, Brock Lesnar, uh, American Badass Undertaker, Dennis Rodman, The Nasty Boys, Nas and Stag. Big Van Vader, Bobby Lashley, Mike Tyson, Cowboy James Storm, Attitude Era, Chris Jericho, Diamond Dallas Page, Hakai Shida, <coughs> Mr. Perfect, Jacqueline, Tajiri, Jerry Lynn, and your free agent signings, which you picked up today, uh, superstars all around, main eventers anywhere in the country, Shaquille O'Neal and Yao Ming. <laughs> uh, I forgot what sport I was doing. Yeah. And the computer's about ready to blow up because I mentioned two basketball players. All right. Over for the AEW. Eric has Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, Okada, the name that makes Eric come, uh, Brett the Hitman Hart, Macho Man Randy Savage, Chris Benoit, Samoa Joe, China, Kurt Angle, Medusa, Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson, The Bastard Pack, Tommaso Ciampa, The Ring of Honor, CM Punk, Hawk and Animal, The League of Doom, Seth Rollins, Miss Elizabeth, Paul Ellering, Christopher Daniels, Logan Paul, Pat McAfee, Bad Bunny, Shane McMahon, Jay Lethal, Sami Zayn, Sammy Guevara, Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky. Uh, his free agent signings, I believe... Because uh, he announced these like a, a few weeks ago, and I don't think I really gave a damn enough to write them down. Uh, I have it home, but uh, he uh, signed FTR, the Usos, Will Ospreay, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roger Strong. Jesus. And Jay White and, and Gunther. And them too. <laughs> All right. Who does Clinton have? At the I'm right here. Well, I gotta read off your roster. <laughs> All right. Roman Reigns, Kenny Omega, Sasha Banks, Hollywood Hogan, Gail Kim, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hangman Page, Doctor Britt Baker, Bully Ray, Taz, Moose, Velvet Sky, Finn Balor. Our truth Jazz, Paul Heyman, Lita, John Moxley, uh, Cactus Jack, JBL, Charlotte Flair, Bobby Roode, Abyss, Kane, Booker T, Riho, Ahmed Johnson, Kevin Owens, Mickey James, Nikki Bella. His free agent pickups. I believe, and I can actually look these up because that was one of the last messages I got yesterday. Uh, was 
Don Callis, the Wild Samoans offense, Sika, and Solo Sokoa. He also wanted to sign Eric Bischoff until he found out that Eric Bischoff was really dangling in disguise. He tried to poach me for my own brand. <laughs> so that is our rosters. This is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to start off by each of us are going to talk about our shows. We're going to say the complete match listing. We're going to say like what venues it at if we pick that and stuff and uh, the belts that are on the line and our main storylines going into it. Basically, we're going to set the show for uh, each of our rosters or each of our shows at first. And then when we're all done with that, we're going to go back and we're all going to book it. And uh, each one of us is booking our own thing, but we're going to go over who wins, who loses, what happens after what leads after that and stuff like that. Uh, it's going to be a lot of, I'm excited for this one. We're going to start with Eric in AEW. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> You have the floor, sir. How many matches is on your card? Let's start with that. Uh, Eleven. Okay. You have- on a ten match on a ten match card, he put eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a little something special. Can I add the double book? That's okay. All right. Uh, what do you got, Eric? My opening match is a fatal five way for the international title, AEW international title. It will feature Sammy Guevara representing Cuba, Sammy Zane representing O Canada, Pat representing England, Jay Lethal representing the United States, and Jay White representing New Zealand. And, uh, oh, and then, and that, that sounds awesome. And I just want to put a, a brief for everybody, for me, Doug, and Clinton. We also, we want to be listening to everybody because at the end, we're going to say which one I'm going to pass it around to all of us and we're going to say which card we want to see. Right. And then at the end, when we're done, we're going to say which card turned out the best. So we're going to give our little vote. And we are putting a poll up in the Spotify for people to vote on, too. Right. So uh, keep going, Eric. Yep. Match number two is an AEW tag team eliminator match. The winner will face the winner of Young Bucks and Usos later in the night for the AEW tag team titles. So it's FTR versus the Road Warriors with Paul England. And then match number three is for the um, vacant women's, I mean, AEW women's title. It's China versus Medusa. And then the second AEW tag team eliminator match is Young Bucks and um, the Usos. And then, I think you'll like this, uh, um, Daniel. Shane McMahon and Pat McAfee versus Logan Paul and Bad Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was wondering what you were doing by drafting all those. Yeah, I, I just throw in a little comedy match in there to break up the big, bigger matches. Nothing wrong with that. And then a six-man tag team match, Undisputed Era. Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roger Strong versus SoCal Uncensored. Christopher Daniels, Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky. And then the, for the vacant I, IWGP Intercontinental Championship, 
Samojo versus Gunther. And then for the uh, vacant um, AEW World Tag Team Champions, the Usos versus FTR. Ooh. All right, so and we know who won the AEW <laughs> World Championship uh, four-way eliminator, elimination eliminator match. The winner gets a world title shot in in the future. It's Bret Hart versus Kurt Angle versus Okada versus Will Ospreay. And then the co-main event for the um, ROH World Television Championship grudge match. Texas Death Last Man Standing match. Sam Punk versus Seth Rollins. And then um, the main event, the fatal four-way for the AEW World Championship. Chris Benoit versus representing WCW. Adam Cole representing NXT. Randy Savage, WWF, and Brian Danielson, ROH. So you got four different, each of them representing their own. Wait, me and Clinton are getting fucked here. Our companies are being represented on a different program? <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. That that sounds awesome. Uh, you were really, you're towing to your audience, too, because this is like an AEW fan would come at this card, you know? Yeah. This is an independent, like, internet darling card. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it's in Chicago. Okay. Well, what arena? Uh, Soldier Field. Okay. So it's in the big baseball stadium where you can probably pack about 65,000. Holy shit. And that's where all in's going to take place. Oh, this looks sweet, dude. You see, you came out the gate Thank swinging. You. I like your card. So I, I, I think that has big potential and I'm excited to see how it plays out later. Uh, is there any other details you want to get into? Like, is there big storylines going on or is it mostly like the eliminator tournament stuff? Um, I didn't name Champa, but he's gonna be in, he's gonna be into he's gonna fit into a storyline later on. So so I'll give more detail to that, and then there might be a turn later on one matches, and then something else, and then there's more later on. But the, the biggest matches are obviously the. Seth Rollins and CM Punk and CM Punk's in Chicago. That's the um grudge match. And then obviously the main event. And then the the four way. The winner gets the title shot. So yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of different storylines in this. Yeah, that's badass. Uh Hell yeah. I think your card looks really good. I would go to that show. I I would too. Thank you. Uh, yeah, look, sounds very interesting. Uh, all right, so that's what Eric's got going for AW and all in. Uh, next we're gonna go we're gonna go to the past. We're gonna go old school and we're gonna head over to Dougie's neck of the woods in the AWA. Right. What do we got for Super Clash? Alright, so you know, Eric decided, all right, he's going to put his at Soldier, Soldier Field in Chicago. Yeah. We're going to go a little more old school, and we're going to the Cow Palace in uh, San Francisco. Oh, shit. Smaller building. Nice. But, uh, 
when you have a really good card, you can fit about, you know, 15, 18,000 in them. My card is going to be for the AWA Junior Heavyweight title opening the show, Chris Candido versus Johnny Gargano. Whoa. The next match, Jushin Thunder Liger versus Darby Allen. Holy shit. All right. Yo. Yo. All right. Next up, the Crusher Jerry Blackwell and Ken Patera with Sheik Adnan L. Casey going to take on John Cena and Sergeant Slaughter in a boot camp tag team match. Boot camp <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter's uh, forte. Sergeant Slaughter's been having an issue with these Sheiks, so John Cena's going to help him out. Next up, we have Claudio Cascinoli versus D'Lo Brown versus the ravishing one, Rick Rude, for the international television title. Then we are going to have Rocky Maivia versus Sting in a good old-fashioned, used to be called a street fight, but back in the 80s it was called an alley fight. For the AWA tag team titles, Rocky Maivia, no, that was a match before. For the AWA tag team titles, Mark and Jay Briscoe versus the Midnight Rockers, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Versus the Hardy Boys, tables, ladders, and chairs. Whoa. Coleman. Nick Bockwinkle versus Edge for the AWA title. And then the main event, it's an eight-match card, by the way, for anybody keeping score. Right? <laughs> uh, You're going short and sweet. <laughs> that's what Vern did. Yeah. All right. To be honest, if Vern would probably raise out, rise out of his grave and shoot me right now for having eight matches on the card. He never had anything more than five or six. Yeah, you and fucking Eric are being very true to your company. Yeah, like Vern would... Uh, and, and Eric's going till three in the morning like AEW. Yeah. So... <laughs> I almost I almost wanted to do Bockwinkle and Edge uh, because a, a lot of AWA's matches always went like 25, 30 minutes. I almost wanted to do Bockwinkle and Edge in a 60-minute uh, Man match, but I got a lot that I, I'm going to have going on here. So Okay. So what's your main event? For the AWA women's title. Holy shit. Sonny versus Wendy Richter versus Chris Statlander versus Bailey versus Becky Lynch versus Sensational Sherry. And a match that Vern Gagne is going to rise out of his grave and kill me because he would <laughs> never do anything like this. I was say, Vern's being progressive. In the Elimination Chamber. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> Vern, I'm getting you. Vern, before you come back and haunt my ass, I'm getting you ratings. I was about to say, I shouldn't have said shit about being true to the brand. <laughs> and then you hit, hit me with that. It's very good. That's awesome, though. It sounds good. It's an interesting main event. I think it, it it is something Greg would do. Like, if Greg followed up on the times, like, and Greg always tried to, Greg would do something like this. I like the card, Doug. Thank you. Uh, so I would pay to I would pay to San Francisco. Yeah. Big things to watch out here are uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan is looking to extend his family. Oh, okay. And 
sensational Sherry says that she has she has a bulletproof plan to make sure she walks out with the AWA women's title at the end of the night. And not only is that bulletproof plan going to help her win the title, but it's also going to make make a statement on other people as well. Uh, so Bobby Heenan and Sensational Sherry claim that they are going to that this is going to be a banner night for them. So you got a manager show. Yes, that's awesome. Uh, and Adnan L. That's old school. Yeah. And Adnan L. Casey, another thing to uh, watch as well is Adnan L. Casey says that uh, John Cena will be having, uh, don't really want to give too much away, but yeah. at, the, uh, at the end of the boot camp, match, John Cena will be having a certain kind of nightmare. Oh. Better not be the American nightmare, motherfucker. He's booked. No. <laughs> another <kind of> <laughs> He's got a booking. <clears throat> that sounds very interesting. I'm excited to hear both of you guys go through this in a little bit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the cow palace, great, great. Uh... I almost wanted to make sure I booked uh, Ray Stevens and Pat Patterson, but actually, what I'm going to be doing, I don't know if I can announce, uh, say this or not, but Ray Stevens will be doing color commentary. Okay, yeah. My commentary team is uh, Rod Tron, Rod Trongard and uh, Ray the Crippler Stevens. Okay. Uh, Eric, because I didn't we, – we, we forgot that. Who's your commentary team? Because you were asking me about it. Uh, Tony Schiavone and um, uh, Ed Calvin. Okay. All right, now we're going to go to Stanford. We're going to go to the offices in Connecticut to visit Clintus and see what he has going on for uh, WWE and WrestleMania this year. Uh, what's your, what stadium you're going to be at, Clintus, uh, the, the match card, the big storylines, the commentary team? Now, hold on. We're going to the offices in Stanford. We're not interrupting him paying hush money to anybody, are we? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. What do you got, Clint? The floor is yours. So, uh, the pay-per-view is man. I was going to be headlined by double main event. Double main event, triple threat matches. One for the <laughs> main event for the men's title, the WWE title, will be Hogan versus Roman versus Kenny Omega. The co-main event for the, for the women's title will be Sasha Banks, Gail Kim, and Bouncer Brick Breaker. Ooh. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Now, oh, yeah. Let, me, let me just ask this. What building are you holding this huh? in? We're going to Philly. We'll be in Philly. We're going to Philly. We know who's going to win the poll. We're going to be in Philly. Well, Fargo Center. So he's doing it in a smaller building, too. So. Yeah, but I know it's going to be jam-packed. 
I'm not saying it's it wouldn't be jam packed, but you know, we talked about uh, you know, you just said we know he's going to win the poll. Usually, it's Eric pandering to people. Yeah, Eric's pandering to himself doing it in a baseball stadium. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's gonna to try to hit a couple diggers. Yep. After. He's gonna he's gonna create twenty five burner accounts and vote on his twenty five times. All right, uh, so uh, the field uh, is where the Bears. The most commentary team is gonna be Legend uh, C and Jr. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's well, why I didn't pick Jr. So I want to open up, have the, um, my opening match will be for the fake it Intercontinental Champion, Bully Ray versus Kevin Owens, followed by Velvet Sky versus Charlotte Flair. Next matches on my card is going to be Austin versus Hangman Adam Page. I like that. Yeah. So I have Demon versus Demon, as Kane will take on... The demon Finn Balor. Next, I will have the King of Stream when John Mosley take on Taz. Monsters Ball, Abyss versus Cactus Jack. Okay. Going into the first main event for the women's title, Sasha. Gail, Big Breaker, Triple Threat. Oh, yeah. Roman Reigns and Kane Omega. Very interesting. I like it. Wait, so, so far, like, so far, do we all know what the hell we're doing? Uh, yeah, I got mine booked in my head already. But, uh, yeah, I do Well, too. no, I mean, like, just by, like, the three of us naming off our cards, it's actually sounding like we're actually trying to do good here. Yeah, it sounds bad. It's funny because if uh, Clintus was pitching that to Vince, like, the first two names for the main event, he'd be like, oh, yeah, pal. And then once he got to Omega, he'd be like, oh, yeah, fucking done. <laughs> he'd be like, Roman Reigns, Hulk Hogan. He's like, oh, yeah, pal, give me more. And he's like, Kenny Omega. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that no, that sounds very awesome. I that's a hell of a call. I love Bully Ray versus Kevin Owens. Oh yeah. That's a good opening match. Who's Cactus Scott again? Abyss and Monsters Ball, I think he said. Oh god, that'll be awesome. Yes. Who who got him cage facing? What oh. happened? Adam Page. Oh, Adam Page, I got taken on Austin in a grudge match. Ooh, I like that. Adam Page and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, that's a good baby face versus heel. Yeah. Two of my All favorites. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We Any other fine uh, details? Or is, is that pretty much it, Cliff? That's pretty much it. All right. Clintus will be in Philly for WrestleMania. And uh, I'll go. Okay. For WCW and Starcade. Uh, I'm bringing WCW back, baby. We're going to be, we're big time again. My commentary team, 
I did say earlier to Eric that we could both use Shivani, but I'm going to think outside the box tonight. I'm going to let him have Tony Shivani, and I'm going to do this thing without the voice of WCW, and I'm going to do this thing with Mike Tanay, Bobby Heenan on color, and the ultimate play-by-play legend and an old-school classic. I'm going to have my boy Gordon Sully. Okay. Now, because Bobby Heenan's on color, that doesn't affect me, right? Because a lot of my stuff revolves around him. Oh, yeah. So, uh, who? Bobby Heenan. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. All right. I, I can't do it without Bobby. <laughs> and Dusty's, in my, uh, Dusty's on my cards. So. No, I, no I, I just asked the question. Yeah. Well, at that point, I guess I could have Tony, but I want to have Gordon Sully because he's the fucking man. Oh, so. that's fine. No, you can have. Uh, yeah, you can still use Bobby Heenan. Right. He just Good, cause that's where my car, like a lot of my storylines revolve around him. Mine'll be on a, you mine'll do. I'll go Saturday and you can go Sunday, and we'll uh, split the flight for him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He'll get kicked off the plane. So, I got Sully, Heenan, and Tanay on commentary. I think that would be a very interesting team. Yeah. And uh, we are going to be at the Bank of America. Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina, because that's where a WCW card needs to be held, especially Starcade. We're going to North Carolina. We're going to Bank of America Stadium. I would have thought you would have picked a Georgia Dome in Atlanta. It was a good. It felt too uh, too safe. Right. That felt like the ultimate and Charlotte's Flair country. Right. Well, no, I, I understand and I respect where you're going, but. Like, I would have thought, okay... You know, I wanted to think gonna... a little outside the box without going too far. Yeah. I I kind of understand what you mean, because technically the AWA's biggest town is St. Paul in Minnesota at the Civic Center. They always do... And Bank of America's bigger because it's a stadium, right? Yeah. So it's bigger than the Georgia Dome. So I'm fitting in way more... Fair. I'm doing a better... Business. Well, yeah, because you're doing... Because uh, Georgia Dome can fit about... 50, 60, or at least the old Georgia Dome cut up. I think this one can do about like 75, 80. Yeah. So I'm thinking business here. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm doing mine in Bank of America, and then it's going to be another stadium show with Eric. Uh, We have Starcade, and to start out the night, we are starting with Tajiri versus Jerry Lynn for the Cruiserweight Championship. In a battle of more of a grounded uh, light heavyweight compared to like a Japanese, you know, strong style cruiserweight with the kicks and stuff. That's how I'm opening my car with cruiserweight action, the way WCW should be done. <clears throat> and then I'm going right to Bobby Lashley versus Dennis Rodman. I can't wait for that. <laughs> and that's going to be the ultimate athlete versus athlete. We're going to see if the basketball player can go. Bobby's going to be a heel in this. And uh, I, I plan on this being a fun match. Then I'm going into the carnage and brutality of the night. We have the American badass Undertaker versus Harley Race in a street fight. Nice. And then I'm doing uh, CLB, like, prime bad guy Christian versus Chris Jericho for the TV championship. And then I'm doing a fatal four-way elimination for the 
first ever crowned WCW Women's Champion. And we have four different styles of women. That's what this is kind of going to be built around, that this is a clash of styles. And this is four different women uh, completely unique from each other. And we have Trish Stratus representing, you know, that WWE polished against Hikaru Shida with the strong style, you know, Japanese thing against Awesome Kong, the ultimate big woman in wrestling against Jackie, Jacqueline, a a brawler, you know, a badass. The toughest bitch. This is going to be no disqualification and elimination. And this is going to be a huge clash of styles and more brutal than people will expect it to be. And then I have, which might be one of the biggest matches on the night at number six. And by the way, I have a 10 match card. At number six, I have Big Van Vader, my boy Vader, versus Brock Lesnar, with Mike Tyson as the special guest referee. And the winner gets a number one contender shot at the title. Nice. Brock Lesnar and Vader with Mike Tyson as the referee. And then we go into the tag title match. We have the Nasty Boys versus Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. That when you told me about that yesterday, I got excited. Yeah, this is one I'm really excited for, and I, you know, it could steal the show. And then we have for the U.S. Championship, we have DDP versus Mr. Perfect. Great chemistry. We know they can go together, and. It just made sense for Starcade. Well, yeah, because it's happened at Starcade before, by the way. Exactly. And then doing something different, even though you kind of did the same thing. I'm not having the world title go on last. Match number nine, I'm crowning the newest WCW Big Gold Belt World Heavyweight Championship. Or no, it's not the Big Gold Belt. It's the classic uh, WCW title. Because uh, the women's is going to be the big gold belt. And that's going to take place between two of my favorites. We're going to have bad guy, ruthless aggression, but kind of a heel and a, a bad motherfucker and still a part of evolution, Batista, versus the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. That ought to be good. And the, the ultimate clash of styles. This is going to be basically, you know the big muscle, like David versus Goliath, you know, uh, the independent darling versus, you know, Vince's prodigy pretty much for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. And then in the main event, we have, to me, the ultimate match that can be done. We have a War Games style match, but it's three on three, so it's a little shorter, but it is a War Games match, and it's elimination, though. And you can win by pinfall and submission and all that. But the way they enter is like war games. Right. And that's going to be Evolution, which is Triple H, Randy Orton, and uh, Ric Flair. Now, it's going to be like Rick is Rick is going to be a bit older, but it is still kind of in his prime. But with the ages, with everything, we're not really worried about that because this is a fantasy card. But he is kind of like the older dog amongst amongst those guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's those three going against the Rhodes family. With Cody Rhodes at the helm, his dad Dusty, and his brother Dustin. 
We have the Rhodes family versus Evolution in a War Games match. And the winners, because this, this is why this is the main event, whatever team wins controls the company. Whoa. If Evolution wins, then basically Triple H gets his ultimate dream and conquers WCW once and for all, and he gets to rule WCW. Well, technically, he already did conquer WCW when they signed all the guys. and he. Well, that's his big thing, though. I killed everybody, I made them all look stupid, and now I'm going to run the company and I'm going to be the world champion eventually and all that. Or my boy's going to be the champion, Batista. So they're battling for control, and Dusty and Cody and Dustin are fighting for the heart of WCW and the NWA and all the history and the lineage and the legacy, and they're fighting Daddy for the ultimate, to not let it go to the corrupt bad guys that are going to take the company and, and take it down. So to me, that's the ultimate main event for my Starcade. And uh, that's my card. Sounds good to me. I think we all know what the hell we're doing. For once. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to start with Eric. You want to, or, or no, wait, before we do that, I'm going to pass it to each of us. Which card would you go uh, see, Doug? I can't pick my own, right? You can't pick your own. We cannot pick our own. Out of mine, Clinton and Eric's. If you only heard the matches, well, which one are you buying a ticket for? WrestleMania. You're going to Clinton's WrestleMania? Yeah, only because, like, everybody has really good matches that I want to see. Yeah. But I think Clinton has more, like, of a consistency. Like, uh, you know, Britt Baker, Gail Kim, Sasha Banks. To me, you know, that's that's awesome. Hangman Page, Don't Look to Boston, must see. Kevin Owens, Bully Ray, even though Bully Ray's a fat piece of shit, you know, want to see that. Abyss and Cactus Jack. The main event, even though I think two of the three are the two most overrated assholes on the face of the earth, it's still like it's big money to me. Yeah. So I, I think it's more... Even though I, I love the other two cards, uh, I just I think that Clinith is more consistent. Okay. Clinith, out of me, Doug, and uh, Eric, are you going to Starcade, Super Clash, or All In? I'm probably going to go All In. Okay. Oh, all In. Eric has some of the good matches I like to see. So, yeah, I'm definitely I'm going all in. All right. Sign me up. Eric, which one are you going to see? This is hard because I like all three. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go Dan- I'm going to go you, Daniel. Oh, guys! I see, I see my boy Cody Rhodes in the main event. Yep. Well, now I feel like I have to pick Doug, so he's not the odd man out. <laughs> I guess I'll go see a woman's elimination chamber with my hard-earned money. <laughs> no, no, I, I honestly do think Super Clash uh, is one of the more well-booked cards on everything I heard. 
I, I like everything that you're doing there. I, I like doing it at the Cow Palace. It's got the old school feel with the modern twist. Right. I, I think you got something good, bro. So I would go see Super Clash. But uh, let's do this. Let's book this day. You no, know, technically, there's not like full circle, right? Like I picked Clint, Clint picked Eric, Eric picked you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was very sweet. Like we just human centipedes. Right? <laughs> yeah. And you were at the back. Or no, I was at the back. <laughs> I'm eating all the ass. Uh, let's book this thing. Eric, I'm going to let you go first. Go ahead okay. and book uh, all in. Okay. The opening match, as I said, the Fatal Five Way for the Lincoln AEW International Championship. Let's make this belt mean something. I mean, it doesn't it mean something now, but not as much as it should be. But that's not here or there. Um, so we have Sammy Guevara, Sammy Zayn, Pac, Stone, and Jay White. So I have this match going 20, 20 minutes. We have uh, Jay White winning after Pac hits a, uh, his square screw. Um, star press off the ropes on uh, Sammy Guevara, but Jay White steals the win. He uh, just he hits pack after he hits it and gets the win at, at 20 minutes, and he's the new international champion, Jay White. So it actually sets up a match between Jay White and Pack after he steals the win. Okay. So. That, that would be a good feud right there. I think those two can uh, have a good feud. And then you have well, I mean, it, it's good that, you know, you're starting Jay off or Jay White off good here because Tony, the real Tony Khan killed his career Wednesday night by having the guns aligned with him. Yeah. I mean, I could say something about that, but we're not going to talk about that. Now, <laughs> so, um <laughs> But you know, we have old school versus new school. FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Dash Widener versus the Road Warriors with Paul and and, and I can't pronounce whatever. I have FTR going over in 15 minutes. This goes back and forth. Both are yeah, both are baby faces. So the crowds on you have half and half. Kyle, uh, obviously, Kyle Crowd is going to be on um, the World Warriors side mostly, but they they um, start going around and um, coming around and uh, room for FTR too. And FTR gets to win at 15 minutes. They move on to face the winner of uh, the Brisk, not the Brisk Coast, um, <laughs> uh, the young, young Bucks and um, the Uso. Okay. Later on in night. And then you got your AEW Women's Championship. China versus Medusa. And it's going to be a Slobber match. About 10 minutes. I got China winning the AEW uh, Championship. And yeah, in about 10 minutes. So, yeah, China wins. I don't, what, what's her, what was her finisher? I don't even know her finisher. China's finisher? China's finisher was either a power bomb or a DDT. 
So she she power bombs Medusa twice and gets to win in about ten minutes. So you got your second in match number four, the second um AEW tag team eliminator match. Young Bucks versus the Uso. This goes twenty two minutes. This goes back and forth, a lot of high flying, a lot of uh lovely, um all that good stuff with the Usos getting a super kick on the Young Bucks and the Young Bucks getting a super kick on them. By the end, the Young Bucks get the win at 22 minutes. And, no, the Usos get the win at 22 minutes. If, um, I think super kick the Young Bucks in the face and get the win at 22 minutes and they face FCR later in like the AEW World Tag Team Championship. And now, Shane McMahon versus Pat McAfee versus Shane McMahon and Pat McAfee versus Logan Paul and Bad Bunny. This goes about eight minutes. This is this is your middle of the card match where you just yeah. So Logan Paul and Bad Bunny win, but here's the kicker: after the after the match, McAfee turns on Shane and joins. Joining Logan Paul and Bad Bunny to form the uh, a new um, faction called Celebrity Bros. And they stand side by side in the ring. And <laughs> yeah, there's a new faction, Celebrity Bros. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the six man tag. Undisputed Era versus versus uh, SoCal Uncensored. This goes about 17 minutes. This goes back and forth. You've got Undisputed Era. It's going to be the heel team. And SoCal is going to be the baby face. Crowd split for this. Um, at the beginning, Undisputed gets the upper hand, and then SoCal gets the, um, comes back as Babyface has come back, and then Undisputed Era wins at 17 minutes and 15 seconds. Uh, then for the vacant uh, IWGP Intercontinental Championship, Samoa Joe versus Gunther is about 18 minutes. Gunther wins after he hits. He hits his finisher on Samojo. This this is a brutal match. These two go at it back and forth. These two fight to the end, and Gunther gets the upper hand at the end, at 18 minutes. And then after the match, the return of Tampa comes out and goes toe to toe with um face to face with um, Gunther. But then Joe Joe attacks both of them, and this will set up a future triple threat match between the three. Who comes out? Tampa. Oh, okay. That'll be good. Yeah, because I didn't use Tampa yet, so so this is the way I use him. He comes back and goes face to face with Gunther. Awesome. And. And then for the AEW World Tag Team Championships, the Usos versus FTR. This goes about 23 minutes. 
This is uh, FDR Babyface versus uh, the Uso Seal. This, this goes back and forth. Did they, did they face each other in WWE or FDR already left? No, they faced each other a few times. Oh, yeah. But it's not the first time, okay. Um, yeah, these two go back and forth. FDR hates their finisher and wins at 23 minutes, 24 seconds, and they become the AEW World Tag Team Champions that they are right now. <laughs> and then you got the match number nine, the fatal four-way, the four-way elimination match. The winner gets a future AEW championship. You got Bret Hart versus Kurt Angle versus Okada versus Will Ospreay. So you got well, you got Bret Hart for the '90s, Kurt Angle for the 2000s, Okada for the 2010s, and then Will Ospreay the future. So the first elimination, you got Bret Hart eliminated by Okada at 20 minutes and three seconds. And then 30 seconds later, Will Ospreay eliminates Okada. And then Kurt Angle and Ospreay fight for about five minutes. And then Kurt Angle makes uh, Ospreay tap out to ankle loss. You got Kurt Angle, the number one contender for the AEW World Championship at a future date. And then the co-main event, the Chicago Hero. Mr. CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins. Um, the crowd is kind of split for this, but mostly uh, CM Punk. Seth Rollins is the heel here, obviously. He's for the uh, road, ROH Road Te- Television Championship. They go back and forth for 25 minutes. Last man standing. Texas Death Mask. Everything's brutal. They kill each other with chairs. Everything you can find in the arena. You go in the back. Go in the parking lot at some point, and then they come work their way back in the ring. Seth Rollins does a pedigree. I mean, he puts a, um, a barbed wire around Seth, um, CM Punk's head, wraps it around CM Punk's head, and then he does a pedigree. And then he does two curb stumps onto his steel chair, and CM Punk doesn't get up from the 10 count, and Seth Rollins is your new ROH World Television Champion. CM Punk loses in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, see? There's a twist there. You you probably thought we could have CM Punk going over. How would you make CM Punk lose in Chicago, though? Just why? It, because, because everybody would expect to win, so I, I wanted to throw a little twist there. But anyway, fatal uh, four away for the world, for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Chris Benoit versus Adam Cole versus Randy Man Savage with Mitchell Elizabeth in her his corner. Where's Brian Danielson? This goes. This goes a full hour. These four go at it back and forth. Just for 50 minutes. But at the end, Cole hits his backstabber on Chris Benoit, followed by a Panama 
sunrise and then hit his sunshine wizard twice for the one, two, three, and the, the new world heavyweight champion, Mr. Adam Cole, baby. Oh, yeah. I can get down with that. And I, I had to be Christmas wise to get the um, get the pin. So it's badass. Yeah, I like it. Thank you. All right, Doug. How's uh, how's Super Clash gonna turn out? All right. So obviously the opening match is going to be Chris Candido and Johnny Gargano for the AWA Junior Heavyweight Title. We're going to go, say we'll go about 13 minutes on this one. Hot opener. Finish is going to be uh, Chris Candido is going, is going to go for his, uh, blonde, uh, for his blonde bombshell super or top rope super power bomb. Gargano's going to counter with a Frankensteiner. Off the very top. Candido's going to get planted. Gargano then hits a super kick, then goes out, nails the one final beat. One, two, three. Johnny Gargano is your AWA, your AWA Junior Heavyweight Champion. So we're going to start gonna start off with that. Your second match, Jushin Thunder Liger versus Darby Allen. We're going to go about... Uh, we're going to go about 15 minutes here. Darby Allen going to get the win after the coffin drop. Bobby the Brain Heenan is going to be watching the match from the aisle way. He's going to come up to the apron after the match is over. Uh, and uh, he's going to look at Darby and clap a little bit. Darby's going to flip him off. <laughs> but from behind comes a man who takes bigger poops than Darby, Andre the Giant. Jesus. And Andre is going to headbutt him a couple times, and he's going to choke the shit out of him. Damn. Uh, That's cool. And then Heenan's going to get on the microphone and say, you think this is something? Tonight's going to be a good night for the new... For Tonight's going to be a good night for the Bobby Heenan family. And, you know, everybody's going to wonder, you know, what the fuck is this asshole here planned? And, you know, we'll find out. Yeah. All right, match number three is the tag team flag or tag team boot camp match with uh, Crusher Blackwell and Ken Patera with the Sheik Adnan Casey in the corner versus John Cena and Sergeant Slaughter. Now, as it looks like John Cena has things well in well in hand, he gives the attitude adjustment to uh, Crusher Blackwell for a table, and as he goes to pin him. The referee is distracted by Adnan L. Casey, who throws a fireball in the face of the Sarge, taking him out. Cena knocks down Ken Patera, but out through the crowd comes the nightmare that uh, Ken Patera, or that Sheikh Adnan L. Casey talked about. That nightmare happens to be Russian, oh. and it's Nikita Koloff. He's got the chain wrapped around his arm. Gives Cena the Russian sickle, puts Blackwell on top. The Sheiks get the win. And then the Sheiks continue to beat up John Cena after the match. And then Sheik throws a fireball in Cena's face. Jesus. 
So the heels get over you know, the on, uh, on that fireballs. one. See that. <laughs> huh? A lot of fireballs around this, in the show of yours. Fireball here, fireball there, fireball everywhere, huh? <laughs> well, Sheik, Sheik Adnan, just like the original Sheik from Detroit, Sheik Adnan liked to throw fire. All right, next up for the international television title, Claudio Cascinoli, D'Lo Brown, and Ravishing Rick Rude. Ravishing Rick Rude comes out with Bobby the Brain Heenan in the corner. D'Lo Brown looks like he has everything won. Uh, he gets ready to go for the low down, the frog splash. Bobby the Brain Heenan pulls his feet down. D'Lo gets crotched. Rude hits the Rude Awakenings. Or, by the way, the boot camp match went about, you know, 18 minutes. Okay. This triple threat goes about uh, 15. Okay. Uh, Ravishing Rick Rude wins the match. Wins the international TV title, gets a championship for the Heenan family. Now, Heenan family's killing it, huh? Yeah. Well, they're not done. <laughs> so here, Rocky Maivia versus Sting, and by the way, this is Surfer Sting. Yeah. In the alley fight. Now, beforehand, we get a promo, or we basically get a promo from Bobby Heenan saying, "Look." Everything I've accomplished so far, wait till you see what happens next. And Rock cuts a promo saying that, you know, he's going to shock the world. Oh, so they're shit. having a match. They go about 28 minutes. And it looks like Sting, ha- and by the way, both bloodied up. Sting's got Rocky in the, uh, Sting's got Rocky in the Scorpion getting ready to tap him out. Well, all of a sudden, Bobby Heenan comes out, distracts him. Sting goes up, grabs Bobby Heenan. He gets attacked from behind by Andre the Giant and Ravishing Rick Rook. They jump him, and they start beating him up. All of a sudden, Sting's former stablemates and the dudes with attitudes, Paul Orndorff and the Steiner brothers come out, and it looks like there's going to be a standoff. And Orndorff and the Steiner, Orndorff picks up Sting, says, don't worry, we got you. Clothesline Sting, and then hits him with the pile driver. Oh, shit. And then the Steiner brothers look at Orndorff, and they're like, what the hell are you doing? And then... They basically, they kind of cover, and they back everybody off. They're like, get away from him, get away from him. Uh, Rick Steiner shoves Rocky Maivia away from Sting. They pick him up. Scott puts Sting on the shoulders. Rick hits him with the bulldog. Oh, shit. So Orndorff and the Steiners turn on Sting. And Sting Sting is pretty much out of it. Rock hits a, Rock hits a, uh, a people's elbow. Again, he's still only rocking my view, but he's starting to become the people's champion or whatever. Hit the people's elbow, gets an easy three count. Yeah. And then uh, so right now we have Heenan family members, Andre the Giant, Ravishing Rick Rude, Rocky Maivia. I think we're finally going to get some rain. Uh <laughs> The Steiners. 
Miss Steiners, and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. And Bobby Heenan says we're still not done. Oh, shit. So, now, match number six, the TLC match for the AWA tag titles. The Briscoe Brothers and Midnight Rockers and the Hardys. We're going to go about a half hour here with uh, the Briscoe Brothers defying all odds, Jeff Hardy take uh, Jeff Hardy and Marty Jannetty taking the big table bump where they're on the 20-foot ladder. It gets pushed over by Mark Briscoe, and they both go through four tables. Oh, shit. The Briscoes win the match, and they celebrate, and they're busted up. Jay's bleeding. All of a sudden, coming through the crowd is chronic. Oh. Brian Adams and Brian Clark. And they uh, attack the Briscoes, hit them both, uh, and then hit both Briscoes with the double choke slams. Yeah. And then Matt Hardy tries to help. He gets hit with a double choke slam. Shawn Michaels gets taken out. Jeff Hardy and Marty Jannetty are both already dead, so they can't help. Chronic gets on the microphone and says, we're here. We're putting all the tag teams on notice. Briscoe Brothers, it's going to be a short reign. Yeah. But, and, you know, and, but also tonight, we got one more piece of business to take care of. Oh, shit. So, like I said, that goes about a half hour. Next up, the AWA title with Nick Bockwinkle and Edge. Bobby Heenan comes out to the ring with Bockwinkle. Does he? Yes. So, and this is Bobby. Bobby Heenan cuts the promo beforehand, basically says, look, everything I've done tonight, now one more thing we got to accomplish here. Uh, and uh, so um, they come out. Match goes about 40 minutes. Uh, and we get a ref bump. Edge hits the spear on Bockwinkle. It looks like he's going to win. Bobby Heenan starts calling out the troops. So the rest of the Heenan family comes out. Edge starts to fight them off a little bit. And then uh, Bobby, er, uh, and then, uh, but then Bobby Heenan hits Edge with a low blow. Ooh. Ravishing Rick Rude hits him with the Rude Awakening. Bockwinkle slaps in a sleeper. The referee is still out. Yeah. So then Sting hobbles out to the ring after just getting his ass kicked. Sting hobbles out there. He's got a baseball bat with him. Oh, shit. He starts swinging, but he knows he's going to get beat up. So he starts getting beat up. Darby Allen comes out and starts trying to fend them off, but they're getting outnumbered. Yeah. Bockwinkle has Edge in the sleeper. The ref is just starting to come to. And or Bobby Heenan's trying to wake him up. Bobby Heenan starts to get him to wake up. All of a sudden, through the crowd comes Steve Mongo McMichael, oh. who cracks Bobby Heenan with the Halliburton. Really? Yeah. That's sweet. Cracks Bobby Heenan with the Halliburton. And then 
looks at Bockwinkle and says, no, no, no. All of a sudden, the lights go out. Lights come back on. Bray Wyatt's in the ring. Bray Wyatt nails uh, Bray Wyatt nails Nick Bockwinkle with Sister Abigail. Ooh. And then referee comes to, starts to count both of them out. Both guys get back up to their feet. Edge, it's another spear. One, two, three. We have a new world champion. New world champion and Edge. Darby Allen, Sting, uh, Mongo McMichael, and Bray Wyatt uh, all get in the ring. And Mongo says, say hello to the new gang in town. We are the enforcers. Oh, that's sick. Uh, and they pose with Edge and, and all that. So we got a new five-man group. And Mongo says, he goes, he, he goes, Weasel, by the way, when you wake up, you might realize that things didn't completely go your way tonight. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a war in the future. The Heenan family versus the enforcers. I love that. So that's that. But we're not done. All right. What do you got for the main event with the checks? All right. The women's elimination chamber. We're going to have Bailey and Statlander starting. Every four minutes, a new woman enters. They're going to go at it for the first four minutes. Sonny's going to come in. Sonny is going to last 45 seconds. Statlander is going to kick her in the face. Bailey's going to Bailey the belly her, and Statlander's going to hit her Big Bang Theory, and Sonny's going to be gone right away. Oh. And then you're going to have Chris Candido come out and say, this is bullshit. She should not be out of here right away. She didn't, give a, she didn't get a fair shot. Bailey's going to kick him in the groin and give him the Bailey the belly, and then Statlander's going to give him the Big Bang Theory. Oh, shit. So uh, Chris Candido, the new AWA junior heavyweight champion, his ass kicked by chicks. Uh-huh. It ba- basically is like a comedy spot. Okay, that's cool. Okay. Next up, the fourth woman in the ring is going to be uh, sensational. Er, er, yeah, the fourth woman in the ring is going to be sensational Sherry. Okay. So she's going to come out. They're going to go for the four minutes. Then you're going to have Wendy Richter come out. Ooh. All right. They're going to go. They're going to battle uh, for the other four minutes. Becky comes out last. She comes out house of fire. She gets rid of Wendy Richter after the manhandle slam. Oh, shit. All right. Sensational Sherry pulls an object out of her, out of her tights, nails, uh, nails Statlander. Statlander gets pinned. Ooh. Bailey goes to give the uh, the face plant to Sherry off the top of the cell. <laughs> Becky intervenes, gives her a manhandle off the top of one of the pods, pins her, and that, so now it's down to ba- to Becky and uh, Sensational Sherry. They go back. Sherry actually throws Becky through one of the pods. Becky starts to bleed. Oh, shit. They go back on top of one of the pods, and it looks like uh, Bailey is going to, or or Becky is going to uh, 
give her another manhandle slam off the top. Yeah. Through the padding. Nobody knows how they got there. Nobody knows that they were even that they didn't go back to the crowd, that they just went under the ring. Yeah. Coming through the padding is Adams and Clark. Oh. They grab Becky and they give her the thickest looking fucking high time double choke slam off that pod. Oh, Becky shit. goes through the ring. Oh, shit. Ooh. And then uh, Jerry goes on. They get her out. They get her. Uh, they take her out from underneath the ring. They put her back on the mat. Sherry gets the pin. Oh. Sherry is your AWA Women's Champion. Oh, that's so say it goes about, uh, you know, about 40, 40 something minutes. And uh, afterwards, Sherry's just like, we're not done with her yet. Oh. We're not done with her yet. We're ending her career right now. That's just wrong. And so Sherry says, get a table. So they go get a table. And they're like, all right. They go, uh, so they set her up for the high time. Sherry's like, no. Sherry sets the table on fire. Oh. And as they're getting ready for it, you hear, reach for the sky, boy. And the Briscoes come out, and they're ca- they're carrying chairs. And Chronic goes after Chronic goes after them, but the Briscoes both hit them in the back with chairs. And then uh, they uh, send them out of the ring. Sherry loves Sherry starts screaming at them. Uh, Jay just looks at her like, shut the fuck up. She hit. She goes to slap Jay in the face. Jay blocks it, turns her around. Mark Briscoe gives her the old chicken poke in the eye. Oh, shit. And then Becky gets up, and Becky hits her with the manhandle slam through the flaming table. Ooh. So now... Oh, that's a nice payoff. Yeah. So what we have set up for the next time round, it, you know, we got three big feuds that are going to come out of this. Yeah. John Cena and Nikita Koloff, uh, the Heenan family versus Mongo's Enforcers, and Chronic and Sherry versus the Briscoes and Becky Lynch. That's fucking sick, though. I like that. So, yeah. So, a little bit of, again, Vern Gang. I, I think that's what all this thunder and lightning is. <laughs> is Vern's pissed because I pretty much I turned his company into ECW. That's sick, though. It actually, that sounds like a great card. Thank you. All right, Clinton. How's nice job, son. All right. So, we are now in Philly, the heart of Philly. We, some of these matches do have a lot of backstory into it. For instance, I'll start off with the Bully Ray and Kevin Owens. On an episode of Raw, we had two qualifying matches for the for the vacant Intercontinental Championship. To qualify, Bully Ray took out, took out JBL and Robert Root. To qualify for this match. I had this match going for about a good 25 minutes with Bully Ray hitting a, 
Then came off to put Bubba Bomb to, um, to win the Intercontinental Championship. Velvet Sky versus Charlotte Flair is, I think, I booked this match thinking that these two are the most, I will think, around, I think, the heelish and start figure to be who deserves to be the rightful, I will say, bad person in the company right now. Who's trying to figure out who's going to get who's better than the other. That's badass. <laughs> yes. And I think we all know how Velvet Sky was in Impact Wrestling and TNA back in the day and how Charlotte Flair is now. These two attitudes, uh, I think, will code this and will give fans what they really want to see, who's the go baddest out of the two. And with this, I'm going in a shocker. Velvet Sky... Um, counters the figure eight. Some will break and counter a figure eight into a roll-up to pinch all the flare and offset. I had this match about going about 20 minutes as well. Very nice. Yeah. The next match is Austin versus Hangman. I I think we have, like, two fan favorite, two, I think, um, fan favorites who like to get over. We have people, Team Hangman. We want to know who's the better person here. I figured what's the way to figure out and have these two go at it one-on-one. This match goes about, I'll say, 15 minutes. With Austin going over by um, by countering the um, bookshot ladder and hitting a stunner for a win. That's a cool counter. (laughs) Yes. Demon versus Demon. I call this it's for it's a rematch of what I had on SmackDown. Or, or I demon around and nobody will be able to stop him. Sven says that he is a demon, but he chooses to lock it up, and he says when he ever goes to a demon side, that no, it's uncontrollable. Well, Kane totally destroys Sven Balor. And at the end of the match on an episode of SmackDown, uh, he squashes Pin Valor. The pin goes, and before he goes for his trademark pyro shots, the lights go out. The heartbeat goes, and you hear the demon's music playing <laughs> of the demon. The lights come out, spins out the ring, but, but nothing but like a fake heart is there beating. And on a Titan trying to says the demon will rise again to get my revenge at WrestleMania. I'll see you there, King. 
Sasha gets her credit finally. Yeah. So it's circle around Roman Reigns and the book in the so-called bloodline. And when Eric took away the Usos, I was really upset. That's why I had to go with the Samoans instead. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, wait, you took away one of my guys. (laughs) Anyway, I I found a way to get around this and and make the uh, bloodline more relevant, knowing that it's a new era, new draft, new guys. Woman thinking that he's going to still hold his thousand days legacy. I, captain of the show, tell Roman that he has to earn the right to become <laughs> champion again. Wait, you, you're giving you know, yourself screen time? <laughs> yes, I'm giving myself screen time. <laughs> you go, man. I don't need a Vincent man. I don't need an Eric Bischoff. I don't need a G Paul Heyman and, and with Paul Heyman and Roman's cold uh, Paul Heyman claiming that since it's Usos can never win the tag team titles from uh, lost the tag team titles, they have no right to be in the bloodline and are replaced by the Wild Samoans instead. Then alongside Solo Socolo. But Roman wants his title to be the front face of my company. But then you have a man named Don Don Collis and Kenny Omega. Don, the hype man of of Kenny Omega, goes back and forth with um, Paul Heyman, claiming that Kenny should be a champion as all well. The hype man of Hulk Hogan, who's saying that if it wasn't for him, wrestling would not be where it was would be today. So I got an idea to make these three compete in a triple threat match to crown a champion of my group everybody's liking, which goes about 45 minutes. And during the match, shop. You get to a point where Roman is about ready to um, go down. You have the bloodline come and interfere, um, take out Hogan, and, well, the Wild Samoans turn on Roman Reigns. Ooh, whoa. <laughs> Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega leave there with um, hits Roman with the one-ringed angel to win the world title. Oh, yeah. Questions lie, knowing that Hogan is technically screwed out of the match after the Wild wild Samoa's take out Hogan, but then turn on Roman. Kenny celebrates, fireworks go off, and I have a next episode of Raw. Really interesting coming out with questions being answered. But why did the Wild Samoans turn on a bloodline and Roman and Solo Sokola? 
Oh, yeah. I like it. That was wow, fucking nice dope. job. Holy shit. I thought it was super cool. All right. I'll get into Starcade real quick, and then we'll finish this off. All right. All right. To start out Starcade, we have Tajiri and Jerry Lynn for the Cruiserweight title. This goes about a half hour and is a wrestling clinic. And eventually, they they beat the shit out of each other. Uh, Lynn goes for a top a top rope splash. Tajiri kicks up real quick and then hits him with a mean roundhouse kick to knock him out and win the title. Damn. So Tajiri wins the Cruiserweight Championship. And then we go right into Bobby Lashley versus Dennis Rodman. And the big thing around this is that Bobby's dogging Rodman for just being a basketball player and not being a real athlete, not being able to fight, and not being able to handle his own and all that. And Rodman says he's got a few surprises up his sleeve. When they wrestle, it goes about 10 minutes to start, and Rodman shows that he has chops. He flies around a little bit. He goes a little bit with Lashley, but then Lashley starts dominating and beating the shit out of him for about five minutes. Uh, Then Rodman leaves the ring, grabs a steel chair, goes in the ring and hands it to Bobby Lashley. And then he grabs the microphone and he said, you know what? You think all basketball players are weak. You think you're tougher than I am. Say the word to the referee. We'll agree that this is a no disqualification match right now. And you can hit me with that steel chair. Lashley says, all right, I agree to it. They turn it into a no disqualification. He goes to swing the chair. Rodman ducks out of the way. The chair ricochets off the ropes and hits Lashley in the head. And then he he stumbles for a second. Rodman hops back on the microphone out of rolling out of the ring. And he said, and by the way, there's really tough basketball players as well. And then out comes Yao Ming and Shaquille O'Neal. Looking tough as fuck. Lashley stumbled on his knees, and those two big behemoths run to the ring and beat the shit out of Bobby Lashley. And Shaquille O'Neal's cracking jokes, stomping him into the ground. They're really beating him up, and then Rodman goes in for a frog splash and and wins the match. And then you get a big pose with Shaq and uh, Yao Ming holding Rodman on their shoulders at the end. (laughs) So there's one for the basketball fans. And then we go like into it. a real the American Badass Undertaker versus Harley Race in a street fight. And they go all over the building, they go in the crowd. You got fucking sledgehammers, uh fucking Harley tries to run him over with a car at some point. They go to the parking lot, tire irons, everything. Both guys bloodied. It ends in the locker room in front of all the boys. There's a circle of circle all the wrestlers and it's them two in the middle and it just ends they're just punching each other in the face over and over again kind of like the like an end of a great mma fight and they're going to war in the middle and then undertaker hits them with the right they're just punching and punching it's not wrestling they're just punching each other in the fucking face and eventually harley drops to one knee and then the referee gets involved and he calls it off and he raises undertaker's hand All the boys are cheering. Harley gets up off his knee, extends his hand, and him and The Undertaker shake hands. And he says, you are now the baddest motherfucker in the locker room, and you are now the locker room leader. Take care of these guys. And then he grabs his ring gear, and Harley Race walks off into the sunset. Wow. With all the guys clapping for him. 
And then we go into a nice traditional wrestling matchup with Christian and Chris Jericho for the TV championship. Now, they're fighting, they're wrestling, they're having a really good match. Jericho has him in the walls, and he's about to tap out. But then Evolution comes out. Triple H, Batista, uh, Ric Flair, and Randy Orton. And they're talking shit. They're saying this is why WCW went under in the first place. Our boy Kevin Nash was right about the vanilla midgets. These guys are bumbling buffoons. These little guys would never do anything. And uh, WCW, this this is what's wrong with it. And we're going to prove in the main event when we beat the shit out of the roads and when Batista beats the shit out of that little idiot AJ Styles and wins the world title. And then they go in with sledgehammers and beat the absolute shit out of Chris Jericho and Christian. Like they just pulverized both of them. And they said, this is wrestling. This is the way it has to be or you don't get to watch it. And there's no TV championship crowned. They grab the TV championship and fucking Triple H demolishes it with the sledgehammer. And we walk out of it with no TV champion. And those two guys brutalized on the canvas with Evolution posing. And that sets up Evolution for later. But then we go right into the fatal four-way elimination uh, match for the women's championship, the big goal women's championship. You have Trish, Sheeta, Awesome Kong, and Jacqueline. And this is no DQ as well. And they, these women beat the shit out of each other. Uh, obviously, they try to all gang up and fight Kong for a while. And that doesn't work because she fucking fucks them all up. Then Jackie gets in. And Jackie and Kong just beat the hell out of each other. And Jackie hits her with a steel chair four times. And on the fourth, the chair busts through Awesome Kong's head. And then Awesome Kong just grabs the chair, throws it on the ground, and growls at Jackie, and then picks her up for like a world's strongest slam, and then eliminates Jackie, and she loses. And then Trish and Sheeta eventually gang up and start beating the hell out of Kong. Sheeta's kneeing her, kicking her, doing all this stuff. Uh, Trish hits a couple of chick kicks, and then finally she gets a satisfaction, and Kong gets eliminated. And then we have Sheeta and Trish, and then they have like just a pure wrestling match for the next 10 minutes. Uh, Sheeta eventually gets the upper hand. Trish goes for a satisfaction and misses it, kind of botches and falls on the way down. And then that kind of puts her in position for her to get on her knee. And then uh, Sheeta comes in for that knee to the head that she does. Okay. And Sheeta beats Trish for the women's championship. So, our first ever WCW Women's Champion is Hikaru Shida. Oh, nice. And then we go into Vader versus Brock Lesnar for the number one contender's spot with Mike Tyson as the referee. And this is everything you can expect it to be. It's about a 15-minute brawl. They beat the absolute piss out of each other. But then, at some point, Brock gets a little mouthy with with Iron Mike and he thinks it's a fast count for Vader and he thinks he's not counting fast enough for him and he pushes Mike which is a bad idea Mike cracks Brock Lesnar in the fucking head knocks him out cold Vader drags him to the corner and hits a Vader bomb Vader wins Mike does a fast count and then he's like here's your new number one contender Vader 
<laughs> Vader is now the number one contender. Brock Lesnar's laying there, humiliated and pissed. Even though I like him, but sorry, Brock, everybody's got a job sometimes. It's about time you get a fucking turn. And uh, Vader's the number one contender. Now we go into the tag title match, which is the Nasties versus Eddie and Ray. And this is... This would steal the show in my eyes. I, I think this is the ultimate. The Nasties play the great heel role, and they really beat the hell out of Eddie and Ray, but then they come back from the ashes. Uh, Ray hits a couple of 619s on both Nasties, and then they both go up on opposite sides of the ring in the corner and hit dual frog splashes on the Nasties, and then they win the tag titles for a nice, beautiful moment. And then their families get in, and it's very sweet. And then we have DDP versus Mr. Perfect for the U.S. title. This is just a regular 15-minute match. These guys go at it. Uh, DDP hits a diamond cutter at the very end. Uh, He goes for a perfect plex. Mr. Perfect does. And DDP kind of kicks out of it, hits a diamond cutter, and wins the U.S. title. And then he goes out in the crowd and is doing the symbol and everything. And it's a big moment for him. And then... We go to AJ Styles versus Batista for the World Heavyweight Championship. Everybody's barred from ringside. No evolution. Uh, no roads. It's just AJ and Batista. Batista tries to cheat a couple times. Randy Orton does sneak in and try, hits a couple RKOs, but Randy Orton kicks, or AJ Styles kicks out before Batista can get a, a pinfall off it. And they really have like a classic match, and Batista shows he can actually wrestle. Uh, but at the end, at the very end, AJ has him. He hits him with three Styles clashes in a row and then goes for a phenomenal forearm. And then when he goes to hit it, Batista catches him midair for a Batista bomb. Oh, shit. And Batista wins the World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, I'm not liking where this is going. Oh, wow. The whole, the whole crowd's pissed. They're getting booed. Batista grabs the microphone and says, this is the way wrestling will always be. My buddies are about to beat the shit out of the roads and take over your precious company. And you're never going to see idiots like this soccer mom haircut dumbass ever again. And AJ Styles is sitting there. They do a post uh, interview for him. And he's like, I'm sorry if I let anybody down. I really tried my best. I'm going to come back better. Uh, I'm really sorry. And they do a nice, and then the fans like clap for AJ, and he gets a little moment as he walks away. And this leads into the main event, which is the Rhodes family versus Evolution in a War Games match. This is brutal. Uh, everybody gets bloodied at some point. Ric Flair gets bloodied within the first two seconds because it's Ric Flair. We start out with Dusty and Rick, two of the OGs, two legends, two guys that have main evented everywhere, and they beat the. They they wrestle each other. They beat up each other. It's a very fun. It's a normal Rick and Dusty exchange. And then you have Randy Orton to come out, and he kind of, you know, stacks things up for the bad guys a little bit. They start beating the shit out of Dusty. It's not looking good. But then Goldust gets introduced. And he comes out in Goldust uniform. He He's decked out like Goldust. But then he takes off the suit, and he's wearing a wife beater and jeans under. And then he puts water and washes off the face paint. And he fucking, and on the wife beater, it says, Dustin Rhodes in, in all capitals. And he comes out to the ring, and he starts beating the shit out of the WWE and Ric Flair and, and Randy Orton. And, and they have a nice father and son moment where they do the, they start just 
they do the like the flip flop and fly. Yeah, the flip flop and fly together, and, and Rick and Randy drop at the same time, and then they have a moment and they cheer to the crowd, and then Triple H comes. I can out actually picture the, that. Then wouldn't that be awesome? And then Triple H comes out with yeah. a sledgehammer and evens things out a bit, and he starts brutalizing the Rhodes family with the sledgehammer. Uh, he hands Rick and Randy their own sledgehammers, and Rick's sledgehammer, it, it like it's airbrushed to where it has a robe on it, even though it doesn't, just to make it Rick's, <laughs> and it's bedazzled and shit. And uh, Randy has a snake on his, and they're just beating the shit out of the roads. But then you hear. There's not only one <laughs> royal wrestling family, or whatever the fuck it is. Our theme song, and fucking Cody comes out. Wow! The crowd's cheering, and he fucking just storms to the ring, starts defending his family, starts fucking punching Triple H in the face. He does a flip flop and fly. He does the the kick off the ropes. He gets a lot of momentum going, and this becomes a real war. And uh, this is where the elimination aspect starts. Eventually, we get Dusty and Rick on top of the cage. They get to the outside and get on top of the cage, and they do a spot. Both guys are bloodied. Dusty throws Rick off the cage into the announce team table. And he kicks Gordon Soley in the face on the way down. Oh, God. But he falls down. But he throws Rick off the cage into the table. Fucking Heenan's like, he's dead! He's dead! Heenan's freaking the fuck out. And Heenan's like, oh, by the way, check out Super Clash on replay. <laughs> but uh, he's, I've had a busy couple days. But uh, so that takes Rick out. Dusty climbs down, pins Rick. Rick's out of the match in Charlotte. And because Rick's such a good heel and Evolution is the big heel group, the people of Charlotte are actually cheering for Ric Flair. Basically going to the hospital that night. And uh, so that happens. But while Dusty's walking up to the cage to get back in, Batista comes out and spears him through the door. He He spears Dusty through the door of the cage. And then Batista hops in the match with Evolution and starts beating the shit out of the Rhodes brothers. Goldust, or Dustin starts to mount a comeback. He starts hitting a couple of his finishers on Triple H and Batista, and then Randy hits an RKO out of nowhere and eliminates Dustin. So Dustin's out of the match. The, those three members of uh, Evolution are beating, because Rick's not getting back in. Rick's done. He got thrown up the fucking cage. Right. But the three members of Evolution have Cody locked. They have him handcuffed to the cage, like uh, NWO did to Benoit and, and shit right. uh, in war games and they're brutalizing with a sledgehammer he's bleeding all over his face they get Dusty in D- Dusty they start just totally destroying Dusty and with the sledgehammer he's full of blood they're doing it in front of his father then Dusty mounts a comeback he starts knocking each one of them headbutting, doing eye pokes, throwing Batista out of the ring. He power bombs Batista through a table on the outside of the ring, uh, and then he he uh, hits uh, Triple H with an elbow to the forehead. Triple H falls out of the ring, and then he hits a Randy Orton with an RKO, <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets up on the on the turnbuckle. 
kisses his elbow, points at his son, hits Randy Orton with an elbow. One, two, three, eliminates Randy. And then, but from behind him, Triple H hits him from the back of the head with the sledgehammer. Pedigree in front of Cody. One, two, three. He's out of here. Dusty's been eliminated. Cody's looking at him with anger. Triple H grabs the microphone and says, I've taken everything from you. When you were in my company, I made sure you didn't win the title at WrestleMania. I made sure your brother never won the title. I made sure that your father was only in a book. He, he never let like played favor and got you to the main event. I hindered your career at every moment. And now I'm going to take this company that your family holds so dearly. And while he's saying that Cody breaks free from the handcuffs, pissed off, starts running towards him. But then Batista comes from the outside and spears him. Triple H starts laughing, throws the microphone down. Him and Batista are, are, are kicking him and beating him up. And then fucking Randy comes back in and starts kicking him and shit. And then the whole WCW locker room to the old WCW theme, the Nitro theme, it starts playing and the whole locker room pours out. Heels, baby faces, everybody that's now uh, evolution. And they come out. And Undertaker, who just got announced as basically the locker room leader by Harley Race, he's at the head of the charge. He points at the ring and he says, let's go, boys. And they run towards the ring. uh, Batista and Randy get out and try to fucking hold the own, and they all beat the shit out of them. Randy and Batista get lost in the crowd pretty much. And then in the middle of the ring, Cody Rhodes and Triple H are staring at each other, having a brutal stare down, like a rock and stone cold type stare down. And then they just start fucking going at it, throwing punches. Triple H hits a pedigree out of nowhere. He kicks out. Cody hits a crossroads out of nowhere. He kicks out. They just, they have a, they go to wrestle for another 10 minutes. And uh, it's just because they have legendary chemistry. But then at the end, Triple H grabs the sledgehammer. And he goes to hit Cody. Cody drops, hits him with a low blow to the testes for kind of a homage to Rick. And then he grabs him, puts him in his crotch, and does a pedigree to Triple H. He hits Triple H with a pedigree on a steel chair in the War Games match. Picks him back up and says, you're not going to lose to your own move. Hits him with a crossroads. And then pins them one, two, three. The whole WCW locker room, the Rhodes family gets in there. Everybody's cheering. There's confetti. The WCW saved. Uh, Soli, Heenan, everybody's cheering on commentary. Tanae's happy. Uh, it, it's a beautiful environment. But then the Rhodes, they all ask. Cody's theme song's playing, and they ask the rest of the locker room, please, we love you guys, and this company's going to stay exactly the same way it is, but will you please leave the ring? And Cody asks, I need a moment with my family. And then they all leave, and then the American Dream music starts playing. And it's Dustin, Dusty, and Cody all in the ring together. Cody, Dusty's in the middle with his two sons, and they have their arms up together. And, and then they both fucking draw WCW in the air. And then the camera fades to black. Wow. Holy shit. That's emotional. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. So that's that's yep. my Starcade. That's my dream. That if I was in charge of WCW, that would be my Starcade. That's how it would go. I think we all had fucking phenomenal cards. SmackDown's already rolling now. 
I don't, I hope Clintus heard my last few little bit of my pitch. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching the big dog wow. right now. I was here listening to you and to tell you too, I am I'm really starting to think just myself going all in. So thank you, Eric. With that that war games match was having me like um what the <laughs> Hell yeah. But uh so I'm gonna pass it to each of us now and after hearing everybody's cards, which one did we think was the best? And everyone did a great job. It's not like we're showing favorites or anything, but which one do we think was the best plotted out card? I'm going to start with you, uh, Eric. I have to give it to you, Danny. That Thanks, ending just sealed it. All right. At least it's it to me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like I said, I, I picked yours because that, that ending really did have me like, wow. I can just picture myself standing all in. Just everybody's chilling while his air match while I'm like tuning in on the air watching yours instead. <laughs> hey. <laughs> no offense. No offense. <laughs> you, you, you had a good Thanks, card. Thanks, <laughs> All right, uh, Dougie, who are you gonna give it to? All right, so they gave it to you, right? Yes. All right, you can go different. I got it. Well, here's the thing, you know, like looking at like the ending and all that. That you know, I said Clintus was like one of the more well put together cards. Yes. Uh, like booking wise, execute, and I think everybody did a good job. Yeah. Even Eric, who can't even book a hotel room, but uh, like, uh, I personally think your ending is what got everybody. Yeah, like the, the whole ending and all that, and then like, cause even just like you know, cause I'm getting pissed off, he's to beat AJ Styles, and you know, they took a they took a big steamer on the TV title, and it's just like. Oh my god! Like, these fuckers have to get it at the end, and they did, and it was awesome. So I'm I'm picking yours. Thank you, brother. I, I appreciate the love. There was that's why that that was like my first six. If we went back to the draft, that's why I like made sure to get Evolution of the Rhodes family because that's yeah. just kind of what I had in mind the whole time. Uh, and I'm I'm glad I went with that for the main event because I was juggling between that and the world title, but I think that's what made it good. Right. Uh, as far as who I thought, I thought you guys all had had really great cards. For like you said earlier, with consistency and stuff, I I love the enforcers versus the Heenan family and stuff. And you had really good stuff in your card, and I love that storyline branching through with Andre showing up and everything. And Eric really did have like the perfect AEW card with uh, all the big matches and a lot of the independent darlings and. It seems like he might have some of the best wrestling, but I would have to give it to Clinton based on consistency and based on his main event was badass too. And I like how he pulled the WWE thing and have him come out at the end and book the end like Vince would. Yeah. And uh, I liked the Kenny, even though I'm, I'm not the biggest Omega fan, but him going over on Hogan and Roman does kind of delight me for some reason. Yeah. And uh, like, because, and here's the thing about his, 
like the wild Samoans siding with Kenny Omega. Yeah, that them turning like, on Roman, that's kind of what got me at the yeah. end. So like it's like everybody did a, a really good a really good job. And I would pay to see that monster, monsters brawl match any, any yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. Like, even now. And even like Hangman and Austin. Yeah. So like and and the women's match. So like everybody, you know, kind of it, it it really is it is consistency. Yes. And I think everybody did a really good – well, Eric did a really good job as far as, like, booking, like, the big matches goes. Yeah. AEW is not about consistency. Yeah. They're about making sure you have a big match and, uh, you know, here's, you know, what you do. All right? That's why he booked 11 matches on a card where you were allowed 10. <laughs> but – Well, I thought – and also, I do think that we all stuck to – like, like you did something very different from like AWA, but you also kind of stuck to the formula and having like two big factions and like a good guy faction to go against like the, the right. bad heels. Which, and the which again, like the, the bad guys still outnumber the good guys like seven to five, but we're going to work on that as things yeah. go along here. And I thought that was a good theme for yours. I liked how uh, Plinneth kind of had the WWE theatrics and like him coming out at the end, and even like like just like the the big build. Up. I love the build up to the Kane and uh, Finn Balor with the demon on the Titan Tron coming back and stuff. Yeah, I just I I thought he had all the spectacle, which is perfect for WrestleMania. And I thought A or Eric had probably some of the best booked matches on the card. All his matches on paper would be five star classics. Right. So I thought everyone kind of did what they did and, and did it well. And I am going to announce now we are going to be back and we are going to do something like this in a couple months so it stays fresh. But we're going to come back and we're going to do our version of a backlash and kind of do like a return show for this. Okay. And, okay. and let her, and we're going to stick with the same rosters and everything. Now, are we going to be allowed to add more free agents or no? We can add three more free agents, but I kind of want us to work with what we have. I mean, uh, I, can, do, I, mean I would add, like, I would probably, for my storyline purpose, I would probably add, like, one more person just because. I'll say, I'll put the cap. You can add five more people. Okay. But, uh. I mean, and it's just, like, because of the whole Enforcers versus Heenan family thing, because I, like, I have my baby faces outnumbered seven to five right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, fresh people's always good. There's nothing wrong with that. I just want to. But if you really think about it, like, and this is where, uh, you know, certain things, like, I know some people will say, oh, my God, you know, you're telling, just telling one story for throughout an entire pay-per-view is, you know, it's boring and all that. That's the old school way, though. But, and that's what it is. And you did it with how, you know, you booked your show by, you know, with what they did. And, you know, Clint has told really good stories. Again, AEW doesn't need to tell stories because they have really good wrestling. Yeah. Now, eventually, you're going to have to tell a story. Yeah. And there was little stories throughout his thing. Yeah. Still. But. But. And then, like, with mine, it was, okay, Bobby Heenan, he had to have a really good night. And then, of all fucking people, <laughs> you have this guy from... Uh, you know, guy from Austin, Texas, who really like he is a boob. 
Yeah. But he's also somebody you don't really want to fuck with. Basically, come out and make sure that Heenan does not have the good night that he thought that he thought he had, and then also tell him like the little side stories too, like Sherry saying she's gonna have a good night, and you know, Sheik Adnan saying, "Okay, you yeah. know, and I like that he's gonna have a nightmare." And I like that Sherry's thing was the main event, and Becky still looked good and all that. I thought that was a good ending too. Yes, and it's just like, and it's going to tell more stories. See, and that's. One of the things, too, like, uh, you know, and I know we're kind of running out of time here. Yeah. But professional wrestling is also about the storytelling. And if you're not telling a good story, and Triple H kind of said this, like, with uh, when Roman beat Cody at WrestleMania. Yeah. Is that you're telling a story. Yeah. The problem is they have derailed from that story. But, like, what we're doing right now, what we're all doing is we're telling stories. Yes. And that's really what you're supposed to do because you're not only just – the people aren't just tuning in to see, like, okay, this person's going to go against this person. Should be a good match, but why do I need to care? Yeah. And that's why it's fun to do creative shit like this sometimes and, and see if we could, like, throw a hand and, like, make people care. Yeah, and this was a lot of fun, and that's why we will come back and do a, a return show for this in uh, a couple months. You want to tell the people what we're doing next week, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, we're gonna go ahead. Uh, he won a King of the Ring tournament in wrestling through the years a, a, a couple months ago now, so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna do it. It's gonna be the top ten moments and matches of the Macho Man Randy Savage. Yes, sir. Look out. For- and that's not going to be a lot um, to from, but I, I'm pretty sure we can, well, I think we can handle it. We'll all communicate throughout the week and come out with a list and it'll be awesome. Yeah. But uh, th- this is a guy who, uh, I mean, basically he probably deserves more than 10 moments, but because it, it's going to be really hard to pick. Yeah. But uh, this is a guy who, I think we can all agree that, uh, like, when we got to the point in, uh, especially like in the semifinal when we were doing the King of the Ring tournament, and like we looked at who was in the final four, it's just like all four of the guys that were in it, it's just like shit, like all these guys, yeah, like deserve it, and nobody was disappointed, obviously, when Randy won because it's just no, like he's the man because there's so much you can pick from, and it's not hard to come up. It's not hard to come up with 10 moments. It's hard to to rank them because he's had so many. Absolutely. So we'll be back and we'll do that next week. Check out all our other shit. We are going to do an episode of Unscripted Unlimited tomorrow. I just don't know what the fuck I'm doing yet. And we'll figure all that out. We got to get out of here, guys. Rest in peace, Iron Sheik. R.I.P. Sheik. Yeah. And the gambler Jeff Gann is still alive. Uh, from WCW, there was reports circling around that he died the same day as the Sheik, but his, his son went on Twitter yesterday and said, no, Dad's still alive. So keep on trucking. All right, everybody have a yep. good one. All right, later. Bye. Amen.